This is HiFam. I'm Avital. A mom brought her six-year-old daughter into the office with a fever and a sore throat. I asked the little girl to open her mouth and say, ah. She shook her head and clenched her mouth shut. Mom, it looks like I'm gonna need your help here, I said. Could you please ask your daughter to open her mouth and say, ah? Mom arched her eyebrows and replied, her body, her choice. This is from an article from the Institute for Family Studies by Dr. Leonard Sachs. He's a family doctor and has been for nearly 34 years. And eight years ago, he wrote a book called The Collapse of Parenting, which became a New York Times bestseller. He wrote this because he noticed that more and more parents were becoming too permissive. And as he showed in the book, permissiveness wasn't confined to the families in his practice. In fact, scholars now find that the culture of the United States and often many countries around the world is increasingly a culture in which children rule. Many of us, and this really might be you as well, grew up in a home with authoritarian parents. And research consistently shows that authoritarianism is too harsh for kids. So how would you define authoritarian parenting? Well, it's really quite simple. It means that the parents have very high expectations, but very low support. And remember that paradigm because we're going to revisit it in a few minutes. The authoritarian parenting style is a style of parenting that's characterized by strict rules, harsh punishments for non-compliance, an expectation of obedience. And this kind of authoritarian parenting where it's what I say goes and my way is the highway and threats and yells and screams and punishments, it can lead to well-behaved children in the short term because, of course, you can coerce and manipulate anyone to behave well if they're afraid enough of you. That's just the problem with authoritarian parenting is that it's based on fear. It's based on parental anger and rage and temper and force and might. It's about might makes right. It relies on the fact that the parent is physically larger than the child and therefore can threaten them with violence or with punishments of other kinds in order to get them to comply and to bend to the parental will. So again, of course, children might behave well when they are under the threat of punishment, something they're afraid of. But there are several negative outcomes that are associated with this parenting style. This is all research and evidence-based, and we have longitudinal studies that show that authoritarian styles lead to poor social skills. Because children raised with authoritarian parenting tend to have struggles in forming relationships with others. They are not encouraged to express themselves or to communicate their feelings, and that does lead to difficulty in understanding and responding to social cues. We need to experience empathy, experience warmth, experience a give and take for reciprocity and negotiation in order to be able to model those skills ourselves. They also tend to have very low self-esteem. When your parent is constantly putting you down, shaming you, guilting you, yelling you, punishing you, and not doing other things that might build up your confidence, like giving you a lot of warmth and high support and hugs and encouragement, um, then it can absolutely and generally does lead to the feeling that you could never live up to your parents' high expectations. These children might also feel that their opinions and feelings just don't matter. And that leads to a sense of powerlessness and inferiority. 
Research suggests that children raised with authoritarian parenting are also at an increased risk of developing mental health problems, such as anxiety and depression. And this might be due to the stress and pressures that they experience from their parents, as well as that lack of the emotional support and the nurturing that all children and all people need. And an additional finding is that authoritarian parenting can stifle creativity in children. They might be discouraged from expressing themselves, from taking risks, from trying new things or pursuing interests that don't quite align with their parents' expectations. And this can absolutely lead to dampening their creativity to a decrease in their imagination and a lack of innovation later in life. So while authoritarian parenting might produce well-behaved children in the short term, it can really have negative long-term consequences on their social, emotional, and mental well-being. So the idea is not to be authoritarian. It's not to rule with an iron fist. It's not to rule with the stick. It's not to constantly use threats and punishments, guilt and shame raising our voice or being generally quite threatening in order to get compliance and obedience. This type of style of parenting also generally doesn't tend to feel good to the parent either, right? You tend to feel like you're a drill master, like you're a sergeant, like you are disconnected, like there's a large distance between you and your child. And I think most parents who have a secure attachment with their children are not going to lean towards this style. Now, having said that, I'll say that I have some authoritarian tendencies, right? When I'm triggered, I certainly get angry. I raise my voice. I'll use threats. I'll use punishments. But this is not the style that I strive for. And I hope not something that I do most of the time. Now, if that's something you grew up with, then you might have the response of modeling that, of mimicking that as a subconscious pattern, or you might have the opposite response. And what's the opposite response of authoritarian parenting? Well, the other side of the spectrum is permissive parenting, right? It's kind of like Goldilocks and the three bears. You've got too hot, too cold. So, Authoritarian parenting is too hot, and in all of those places, permissive parenting is too soft. You see, permissive parents give their children high support, and that is a great thing. But they also give them very low expectations. You remember how authoritarian parenting was high expectations and low support? Well, the truth is that children need high expectations. They need their parents to set high standards, to have some rigor, to have some boundaries, to assume a role of leadership. And what they get wrong is that they don't offer the support to match it. Permissive parents, on the other hand, offer the support. They're warm, they're loving, they're connected. They probably have a deep attachment with their child, maybe an unhealthy one, but they have a bond and they're attuned and they care and they see their child suffering and they empathize. And all of that is actually very good. But what they miss is those low expectations. This is a style of parenting that's characterized by lenient roles. While permissive parents are typically warm and nurturing, they really avoid setting limits, enforcing consequences for misbehaviors. And there are also some pretty severe negative outcomes that are associated with permissive parenting. In fact, there's quite a few studies to show that permissive parenting is actually the worst of the two. They're neither of them very good and they both lead to pretty bad outcomes. But permissive parenting seems like the warmer, fuzzier, more compassionate parenting. But in fact, it can be incredibly smothering. 
Jordan Peterson illustrates the devouring mother as the witch in the Hansel and Gretel story. So you remember the story, Hansel and Gretel are lost in the woods. They follow the breadcrumbs. They reach the gingerbread house. And this is a house that is covered in all good things to eat, completely built out of candy. And the witch inside lures them in with these goodies. And then she feeds them through a cage in an effort to fatten them up so they'll be more delicious for her to eventually eat. And this metaphor holds within it the idea of that mother who is kind of killing you with kindness, who is smothering you with too much attention, too many goodies, too many treats and sweets, um, literal and more figurative. But essentially, she's holding you hostage and she's keeping you there. She's taking away your freedom. And you might know someone like this in your own family. You might have experienced this kind of parenting, the parent that's overprotective, the parent that lures you in with goodies, with buying you things, with paying your rent, with doing all sorts of things for you, but is in fact enabling your pathologies, is in fact holding you hostage. The unspoken contract in this story is, I will give you good things, but you need to stay here and keep me company. Eventually, I will eat you up myself. I will devour you because I need you here. And your very existence here is what validates mine, right? I only justify my own sense of self and my own sense of purpose, my own identity by taking care and caretaking you. And that type of parenting where we don't expect anything, where we give, 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 where we bend over backwards, where we set no boundaries, um, that actually leads to terrible outcomes for children. They are devoured by it. They don't grow any stronger from it. Uh, They remain small. They remain weak. They remain unable to contend with life's challenges because we've kept them for ourselves. What we see in adults who are raised with permissive parenting styles is a lack of self-control. They struggle to regulate their own behavior. They've never experienced clear boundaries and consequences, and they struggle to understand appropriate behaviors and manage their impulses in other settings. This means that they're going to find it hard to maintain relationships, to hold down a job, to work towards certain goals, even to have any expectations of themselves, like how they want to treat their bodies or how they want to treat their environment. Lack of self-control is a very serious thing to deal with in adulthood, right? It can really mess up every aspect of your life, every area of your life. It needs you to be able to control your impulses. It needs you to be able to delay gratification. It needs you to be good at waiting, good at thinking of others, uh, good at not putting yourself first all the time, and good at not, you know, binging on things that aren't good for you, right? Being able to set certain boundaries. So parents who don't offer their children boundaries um, aren't doing them any favors. They're actually increasing their impulsivity and their difficulty. And, you know, there's a saying in Hebrew that says, small children, small problems, big children, big problems. And I think it's a very wise saying. The point is that as hard as it is to deal with a two-year-old's tantrum when they didn't get another cookie... That problem grows if you don't deal with it when they're little. That problem actually becomes much bigger with time, not smaller. It doesn't go away. Children do have to practice not getting what they want all the time, 
not being praised for everything, waiting their turn. Those types of skills, impulse control, right? Um, Developing that executive function is hard to do with little kids because they sometimes tantrum and they have meltdowns and they cry and they whine and they, they can break us down a little bit with those whiny, naggy behaviors. However, if we don't do it, then it becomes a much bigger problem for our kids later on. Another thing we see is poor academic performance. Children raised with permissive parenting are at increased risk because they don't receive the structure and support that they need to develop strong study habits or to prioritize their schoolwork. And you'll see this in the sense that the expectations simply aren't there. And what happens actually when you have low expectations of someone is that they will stoop to our lowest expectations. And they will receive that as a kind of subconscious self-fulfilling prophecy. So they're getting the message from you that you don't think they can do much. You don't think they'll amount to much. You think the work is too hard for them. And sometimes we think of that as compassion, as empathy, but it's really toxic because what it actually means is you don't believe in them. If you don't have expectations of your child, that means that you don't believe that they could overcome that they could grow, that they could work hard, that they could contend with big challenges. Now, personally for me, academic performance is not very high on my list of priorities for my kids, but I see this in any area that you want to hold them to high standards. Maybe it's holding them to high standards of values, of etiquette, of manners, of kindness, of of treating their body right, treating the environment right, whatever it is. Maybe it's religious standards for you or something to do with your own community. When you don't expect them to be able to manage within a structure um, and give them the support that they need to develop really strong habits, Um, even if it's self-care or hygiene, right, Uh, time management habits, then they're going to have a real struggle later on in life. They have not received those foundations. Permissive parenting can also lead to difficulties with any kind of authority, right? They do not have any practice with answering to authority figures, right? They've had no clear rules, no clear consequences. Uh, and, And I don't believe in just handing out punishments and random consequences, but there are natural and logical consequences that children do have to experience in order to understand that the rules matter. The rules are there for a reason and respecting authority is important. In my home, respecting adults is absolutely necessary. It's absolutely something we expect. And it's not because we should demand respect or because I want to be particularly respected, but I think that that's good for kids. I think kids need to learn how to treat others with respect, how to have particular respect to people who have more experience than you, who have more wisdom than you, uh, who have more responsibility than you, who have really authority um, in your life, right? So they're going to have a lot of struggles in respecting rules and authority figures in other settings like school, like the workplace. Uh, If they go to the military, if they go to any kind of youth group or movement or uh, uh, anywhere, really, there's always going to be figures of authority and they're going to have difficulty with that. Now, I'm someone who struggles a little bit with authority. I can totally relate to this. Um, But being able to manage it, being able uh, to work with other people, uh, to be a collaborator, to understand that sometimes it's better to just keep quiet and follow someone's 
rules or orders. Um, that's something that's also important. So I think I like to teach my children to challenge authority as well, um, but to be respectful and to know when to challenge authority, right? Only when that's appropriate. Um, and sadly, children of permissive parents have an increased risk of substance abuse. Research suggests that this is associated with the lack of clear boundaries, the lack of consequences. They're more likely to experiment with drugs, with risky behaviors, with risky sex, uh, with alcohol, etc. Um, again, because they haven't received that clear guidance. So permissive parenting does create a warm and nurturing environment, and that is wonderful, but it does have negative long-term consequences on children's development and well-being. When they're raised with this, they're going to struggle with the self-control, with the academic performance, with authority figures, with substance abuse, and this is not good for kids. In fact, we're seeing a very high rise, a very big spike in anxiety and depression and suicidality and lots of other mental health related issues. And one of the things that this is really linked with is permissive parenting. It's interesting that the more progressive and liberal the family, the more likely they are today to be permissive parents. And that's something that Dr. Leonard Sachs is seeing in his practice. And this makes sense if you think about it logically, because when you link kind of political or social progressivism or liberalism, you'll find there's a live and let live attitude, right? All these beautiful things, the acceptance, tolerance, celebration of diversity and inclusion. However, these ideas do not translate well into our homes and into our relationships with children uh, and in our families. A child who comes to a doctor's office does need to open their mouth and say, ah, and they do need to be able to respect the authority of the doctor. It, it should, I think it's unfair to that child to teach them that the slogan that applies to abortion rights activists uh, of my body, my choice uh, applies to opening your mouth for the doctor to check if you need antibiotics or not. I think that parent is missing the mark. That parent is raising a child who is too empowered, for lack of a better word, for their own good. It is not fair to children to endow them with powers that they aren't able to handle, that they can't understand the consequences of. They do not have the fully developed prefrontal cortexes. They do not have life experience and wisdom. They do not have the legal responsibilities uh, that come with parenting. And um, that's why we do need to be able to make certain choices for them and to hold them to high expectations. And that's where Goldilocks gets it just right. The third style of parenting is kind of the radically middle way. And what it takes is the best of both worlds, the best of authoritarian parenting and the best of permissive parenting and leaving behind the negative sides of it. So it takes the high expectations from authoritarian parenting and pairs it with the high support that permissive parents give their children. This is usually referred to in the research as authoritative parenting, which is really confusing because... It sounds like authoritarianism, but authoritative parenting is a parenting style that is characterized by high levels of warmth. Okay, they are highly responsive, supportive, kind, loving, bonded, attached, really having an amazing relationship with their children, loving on their kids, but they also have clear rules and expectations. And this 
leads to fantastic results for kids. This is the type of leadership that children need. This is the type of leadership that sets our family on a strong course, right? Authoritative parents are warm and responsive to their children's needs. They are emotionally supportive. They're involved in their children's lives. They show an interest in their activities and they offer encouragement and praise. They also offer clear rules and expectations for their children's behavior, but they do so in a positive and encouraging manner as much of the time as possible. And when they don't, when they veer into authoritarianism, they repair, they apologize, they make amends, they talk it through. They explain the reasons behind their rules. Okay, not over explaining, not being too wordy, especially not with young children, but they give their children a sense of ownership in the process, right? This is the idea of giving your child a choice between two or three acceptable choices. So you are giving your child some autonomy and some authority over their own life, but you're also doing that within the bounds of what's acceptable. Authoritative parents are flexible. They're open to negotiation when it comes to rules and expectations, not too open. They're not pushovers. They recognize, though, that their children's needs and circumstances might change over time. They're willing to adjust their parenting approach accordingly. And they're consistent in their approach to discipline and behavior management. So they're not wishy-washy. They're not confusing. And they're not Jekyll and hiding this, right? They follow through with the consequences for misbehaviors. They provide positive reinforcement for good behaviors, right? They create a clear and predictable home where children can understand what the expectations are, how one ought to behave, and what happens if one does not control oneself. And Perhaps most importantly, authoritative parents are skilled communicators. They really work on their leadership skills. They work on how to manage their tempers, how to manage their time. They work on their families. They see their family as a project. They encourage open communication with their children. This means listening to their children's thoughts and feelings and providing guidance and support when needed. Authoritative parenting is characterized by this balance that I'm talking about of warmth and support combined with clear rules and high expectations. And this style really does promote a positive, supportive environment that fosters healthy development and well-being in children. Now, you might be thinking, but how do I hit that balance? How do I get that right? And I have to tell you, I don't think this comes naturally. It certainly hasn't to me or to any of the parents I know. The most amazing parents I know work on this actively. They take it on just like you take on a fitness goal, right? Like if I want to take on a fitness goal, I have to get a program, right? I have to get into a gym or hire a coach or download the right app, right? I need to have a plan. I need a roadmap. And then I need maybe an accountability buddy to help me really show up. going to do it with a friend. And of course, I need that mentorship and the guidance uh, to really see me through to the results I'm looking for, right? You need to show up consistently and put in quite a lot of effort when you want to create a change, when you want to see results. And I think parents who are able to create that balance of warmth uh, with high expectations, right, the high support and the high expectations, they are not seeing their parenting as just something that comes naturally, They're not thinking, oh, I'll just do what my parents did. I'll just parent on autopilot. I'll just go into default mode. They're not accepting the first, uh, you know, knee jerk reaction that happens to come out of their mouth. They are crafting, they are working, they are 
reflecting. They're consciously, intentionally and deliberately designing the type of family life they want to live, the type of traditions, the type of rules, the type of environment, the type of activities that are going to offer that type of structure where they're both bonded and attached. There's warmth, there's love, there's laughter, there's fun, there are games, uh, there's, you know, nature and delicious food and all sorts of traditions that bring us together. But then along with that, there are expectations of how to behave, of how to treat others, of how to treat yourself, of what we do in this family. And if you're not quite clear on that balance, if you're not quite clear on what do we do in this family, what do we stand for, what is that dream family life that you want to build, then I want to invite you to the Dream Family Bootcamp. If you're listening to this as it drops, then you are in time because on April 24th, 2023, we will be launching our Dream Family Bootcamp. This is a three-day event with three jam-packed, value-packed sessions, 30 minutes or so each, and you will get those absolutely free when you go to highfam.com forward slash bootcamp. Now, this is a really special event, and I know there are going to be thousands of parents from around the world who have already signed up, and I just can't wait because I believe that creating this beautiful, balanced home, your dream family home, right, where you're both really warm and loving and connected, but also have rules and clarity and consequences in place for how things should work in your family, right? What kind of people you're looking to raise. That is something that can just catapult your entire family, just skyrocket your joy and your connection and your sense of fulfillment and purpose and satisfaction as a parent. So I really hope that I get to see you in there. And if that boot camp has already past if you're listening to this from the future you can still check out highfam.com forward slash bootcamp and get on the wait list for the next one keep on living that high fam life and reaching for your family goals because your family dream is absolutely worth it you deserve it and so does your family much love